My guest today grew up in the outer skirts of Melbourne, coming from a broken home yet a rather privileged family and completing his, an education in the private system. After taking life for granted numerous times and unable to take responsibility for his own actions, he was setting himself up for a life of crime. Find out what the catalyst for change was for Jacob Edivane. Thanks for joining joining me today, Jacob. Um, it's a pleasure, and uh, yeah, just thanks for uh, taking the time to spend these next uh, half an hour to an hour um, just having a chat about uh, being real. No worries, brother. I um, I appreciate you having me on. No worries, no worries. I guess um, now as I'm look, I've been looking forward to this because when you messaged me earlier uh, today, I don't know. I've I've only met you once, and I had the uh, had the privilege of um, spending a bit of time with you about well, it was a couple of months ago, not maybe not quite that long, um, and uh, got to uh, um, yeah, we, you know, witness um, you uh, um, uh, achieving achieving your certification in our in our community community, and um, it was um, yeah, I just uh, would have liked to spend a little, little bit more time with, with you, and we went to a, went to a great event. The fire walk that was that was amazing. How, how did how, how did you get out of there? You got your shirt on too. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. How did you get? How, what did you take away from that? I took away that um, I still had a lot of um, pain and um, stuff that I was still hanging on to that I um, I didn't realize I was. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it was an absolute amazing event. So um, I yeah, I'd definitely do it again. It literally it changed me. So yeah, I yeah. um. I had a lot of, um, yeah, built up pain, anger, like everything. And, um, yeah, I got to release a lot of it that day. So, and, and, really you cool. know, having the tools that we do have to, you know, carry on through life, uh, you know, the, the work is sort of all, always ongoing to, uh, get rid of that unwanted energy out of our bodies. Yeah. It's constant. Like you'll never, we'll never, um, completely get rid of it all. We've just mm. got to continue trying. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's uh, that's the uh, uh, circle of life. But um, what was your upbringing like? Where where'd you, where'd you grow up, mate? Um, I grew up um, southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I had a, a very pri privileged um, upbringing, so um, I um, had a pretty cruisy, comfy life. Mm -hmm. um, I can't really complain too much about it. Um, my um, grandmother and um, dad's family have a truck business. Yes. And um, yeah, so my um, my grandmother, she um, she's supported me a lot through my life and my family, and yeah, so family structure has actually been really good. So I can't really complain too much about that. Yeah, cool. So, what sort of relationship did you have have with your dad? Um, early on, uh, when I was younger, my my parents separated and yes. um, had a divorce, mm -hmm. and obviously that that's pretty tough on a kid. Mm -hmm. um, my um, my relationship with him back then, I um, I didn't really have too much of a relationship with him, mm -hmm. like at the early stages. Um, my uh, my mother was quite sick when I was younger, yes. so I I really didn't have too much structure when I was growing up. So I pretty much could do and see, and I didn't really have um, yeah many boundaries to be honest. Um, that yeah, so I was pretty I ran a bit of a muck. Yeah. Okay. Um, I ended up um, primary school was all, all pretty good. I um, I was lucky enough to go to a private school mm -hmm. in in, um, in Pakenham, and um, yeah, it, um, I, I was I was bullied quite hard, and um, 
to stop the bullying, I ended up becoming a bully. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So what sort, was, of, what, what sort of things were you getting bullied for? Um, red hair, for one. Okay. Um, kid, kids can be pretty cruel about just, just um, visual things. Yes. Um, and I was quite overweight when I was um, in year seven and eight. Yep. And um, yeah, so red hair and overweight, they don't really need much more than that to um, have a go at you. I mean, I can I can totally relate with relate to that because uh, yeah, I've, I've well I've always been a big a big guy, um, you know, not necessarily carrying the, the the fat too much anymore. I still still a bit there, but uh, haven't we all? And um, but yeah, I can totally relate to uh, to get you know being bullied. But I, I I never I don't think I ever really had the courage to become the bully. Um, I guess um, my experience, I could, uh, you know, I, I know it happened for me. It had to happen. I mean, other, otherwise, it wouldn't have made, wouldn't make me into the person that I am today. But uh, what sort of, I guess, um, you know, dealing with these bullies uh, must have been pretty tough in itself. I I didn't struggle as much as you'd think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the high school that I went to, because it was um, a private school. I was kind of a, a big fish in a little pond. So yeah. the kids there that like in public schools and um, like school, like high schools that are in sort of poor, poor areas and that sort of stuff. It's run by the toughest kids, the toughest kids are the cool kids. And um, where the school that I went to money, money ruled everything. Really? So I, in my school, I was pretty much the, the big bad fish, which is, yeah. Um, and in other schools, I literally wouldn't even make it on the radar, but at the school I was at, um, yeah, it wasn't really too hard to, um, yeah, to get there. So, okay, cool. So, um, I mean, going through school, what, what, what sort of things were you wanting to be when you left school, or what were you, what were you, were you aspiring to be? Honestly, I, I really had no direction at all. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. Um, I, yeah, I was um, unfulfilled, and I just didn't want to be there. So I, yeah, I, I nearly got suspended nearly every year that mm-hmm. I was at school. Um, the first first week of year seven, I was suspended, um, and then yeah, probably averaged like at least once or every two years, I got suspended or yeah, um, just detentions every week, and I, I just yeah. Okay, so I guess um, we sort of seeking att- seeking att- not trying to get um, attention. Yeah, yeah. So I I was um, kind of in the popular popular crowd. And the only reason that I was there is because I was the class clown. I would do everything that um, all the other kids wouldn't do. Um, yeah, so I used to just do shit just for a laugh. So that's yeah, that's what that's what yeah. got me there. Yeah, okay. Like um, you, you seem pretty reserved uh, nowadays. I mean, like not so much reserved because I don't really know you too well. And uh, and <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's plenty of time for that. Plenty of time to to get to know you. But. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, when we went when we went for a quick drive that night, it was yeah. I so I could see myself a lot, you know, in you that uh, you know just the quiet type. But uh, yeah, well, I, it's, you, 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 I mean, it just goes to show that you uh, that uh, you you never judge a book by its cover because you know we don't we don't know we only we only know know a small snip snippet of somebody's story. Yeah, that's correct. You can't judge anybody. Mm. So mm. Um, so. I guess uh, you know, leading on from school, um, what was it? Uh, you know, did you did did the relationship with your dad did it become better over time? 
Um, the relationship with my dad, it turned more into a, um, a best friend sort of relationship mm-hmm. around my um, late teens to um, yeah, early 20s. Yep. My dad was my best mate. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we'd, um, we'd drink together and um, yeah, we'd um, carry on. Yeah, he, he, um, he didn't really have too much choice. I, I sort of played both my parents against each other. So okay. I learned at a very young age how to manipulate both of them. Yes. And um, yeah, so if, if my dad tried to discipline me or vice versa, my mom, I'd literally just go to my dad's or my mom's or my dad's and I just, yeah, I'd play them against each other. So um, my dad just, yeah, just so with the time he got to spend with me, um, he'd be my mate. So instead of yelling and cra- like screaming and yeah. That's, and, uh, that, that's, that's a pretty courageous thing to say, mate. Um, um, you know, playing them against each other. Did did it, and you realize realize that was what was going on? No, not at the time. It's no. um, it's only in reflection now. I for many many years I've been playing the victim card for yes. me. This, this person's fault. It's my mom's fault. It's dad's fault. Yeah. And the whole time, the only person to blame is me. So, what um, what uh, brought that? You know that change of mind. Like, what was the catalyst to 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 start owning that uh, everything uh, was happening? Like, taking full responsibility for all your actions. And you know, what what made you change your mindset around that? Uh, it was the tools that I learned at, um, at, at Team Resilience. Yeah, right. So um, I, I've got a lot of personal coaching done with Lisa. Yes. And um, Lisa Hills, and yeah, yeah she um, she helped me see that I was no victim, and um, yeah, gentle, gently, but um, firmly guided me to the place I am now. So. Yeah, cool. I, I know um, when I when I got to spend spend uh, the time with you and Shane in that room with your workshop. You know, have you always been into spirit spirituality? No, that's it. Yeah, that's a another recent thing. So what? So, um, that's. I guess you know, and and you sort of um, referred to your dad. Um, you know, the time that you did get to spend together. So he's, he's no, is he no longer around? No, no, he, he's around. He was just always working. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. um, yeah. And you still, you've still got a good relationship to him with him to this, to this day. Um, it's been a journey. I'll tell you what, but um, yeah, now, now it's, it's better than it's ever been in my life. So oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. There was many years that we didn't, didn't talk. And, and when we did, it was, yeah, it was, more like fighting like we just wanted yeah just wanted to fight so we just didn't know how to um, communicate so communication is really important so that's um and that was that after uh you was that after you you know said your your best mates was that when did this all the communication fail afterwards um the the communication stopped when i started messing up so i I suffered, um, I had a, had a bit of a, um, rela- I had not a bit of, I had a relationship breakdown about, um, it would have been 10 years ago, just close to 10 years ago, nine years ago. Yep. And after that, I got heavily, like I started using drugs heavily. Yes. So, and after I started using drugs, that was a really slippery slope. So I, I had a really good job. Like I, after school, I, I got into welding and got a um, certificate in fabrication. Yes. And yeah, after, after the breakup, I, I went down the, the route of um, selling drugs and getting heavily involved in crime. And my dad just couldn't sit back and watch. So he, he'd try and communicate with me. And um, we just, just both didn't have the tools to, to deal with it. So 
and it was just yeah everything was dealt with in anger it with with anger so and it was just like we'd just mirror off each other yeah, so. yeah. that must have been tough mate because uh I've held on, had some breakthroughs in the past with, you know, letting, letting go of anger because I, I just, uh, that's how I operated. I was just operated angry, operated from the emotion, anger. That's how I responded to everything in life. And uh, to, to, you know, to have the level of awareness to let that go and start communicating uh, with intelligence, that must have been tough to, tough to break through. It, it definitely was. And it only started to break through it after I actually had spirituality and actually stopped, stopped doing crime, stopped doing drugs, got myself clean. And I sort of just led by example. So it's, it's not so much like he'd heard millions of excuses that I told him over the years and lies and just, just crap. And um, it wasn't until I stepped up and actually started walking the walk and um, instead of just talking the talk, because yeah. so, action speaks so much louder than words. And then, yeah, after, after just like live, starting to live my values and starting to, um, yeah, be, be the man I'm, I am today. And yeah, he's, he just um, gravitated back towards me. And, so. Yeah. I, 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 I use, yeah, I use drugs as a, as a scapegoat for quite a number of years myself, mate. And um, not, not, not anymore, which, uh, you know, I was out in the town um, with, uh, with the guru the, uh, a couple of, couple of weekends ago. And um you know, to be to be in, in a space where you just don't don't feel like it, or not even wanting wanting the urge to to go down that path, and just to um, uh, you know just have a couple of drinks, chill out, and spend time with some good quality people. It's uh, it, there's nothing better rather than you know. Um, taking mind altering substances that take you away from reality i mean look alcohol is 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 a mind altering substance substance and that's a whole different topic altogether but you know you know what, what i mean mate um yeah, not, having totally. to, not, not having to suppress with these with these um illicit substances yeah see for many years though because my um my drug of choice was ice so yeah, I got okay. I got heavily heavily involved in ice, yep. and that's that's just a slippery slope in itself. I I um I thought I was doing like I thought I was hiding it from a lot of people, and mm. um yeah I, I used it for off and on nearly seven or eight years, mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just a totally different ball game. Like I wasn't using it to get high. I was just I was just using it to mask my emotions and escape what what like the the deeper problems that I, I had inside. So um. Yeah, it was, um, it's terrible. See, I'm lucky that I don't crave it at all because I um, associate it with pain and, and jail. So um, what actually, what actually caused my spiritual awakening was um, I actually got um, admitted to psychiatric ward, the psych ward. And um, it was in there that um, I, I sort of had a pretty big spiritual experience. And um, I also had a, a close friend of me, a cl very close friend of mine that um, is in jail for murder, and um, yeah, right. he, he he got sentenced to almost twenty years, mm -hmm. and it could have just just easily been me. So that's that's one of the things that completely like I had a lot of um, I had a lot of um, near misses in in my life, and um, very close death like close to death experiences, and mm -hmm. a lot of like. Um, violent things almost happened to me 
And it wasn't until, um, yeah, he went to jail that it really it woke me up and um, made me realise that I, I could have been just like him. I was doing exactly the same stuff and, yeah. So the the, the kind of people that you were uh, uh, associating with, uh, you know, heavy, heavy the heavy hitters, like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it, um, yeah, I, I, I can't, I don't know anybody that uh, has been, um, been, been, um, convicted of murdering or that been well that's uh do you still do you still have contact with that guy today i talk to him almost every week yep so he he calls me once a week mm -hmm. or around sometimes twice and yeah he's um he's doing great so it's a lot of people it's pretty in your face murder um yep. but we we used to rob drug dealers and um yeah we we used to just do we used to call them rorts mm -hmm. and that's the way like after selling drugs and that that sort of bullshit, if if you start cutting your stuff and you lose all your customers, so after being in the game for a while, only way to survive is to um, you, you work out that it's heaps easier to rob other drug dealers than it is actually to try and sell it yourself. <laughs> so um, yeah, you get the cash and you get the drugs in one place. And yeah, my um, my friend he he tried yeah he was um at a house and the person that was there had literally he'd he'd robbed him before. And um, yeah, my, my friend got stabbed and yeah, the person that he was with um, did it like stabbed the guy and um, mm. yeah, another person and they both ran off and yeah, they, they both got charged with murder and attempted murder. Yeah, right. And any, any other day I could have been right next to him and I, I could have been charged as well. Mm. So mm. Yeah, it was a real eye-opening experience. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Well, that's um, that, that's that's pretty pretty heavy for you know the listeners out there that um, that that are uh, getting involved in uh, in this podcast. It's um, would you go back and change anything? The only thing that I would um, that I feel guilty about is the the pain that I've caused the people close to me, like mm -hmm. my family and um, especially my close friends at the time. Mm -hmm. Because I, I've um, I've burned so many bridges and relationships in my in my life, and that that's honestly the only thing that I take back is hurting hurting the people close to me. Yeah. I, I played victim for so long and wishing that I, I, none of this had happened and I didn't didn't do this, didn't do that, and now I um to be honest, I I, I think it's a blessing in disguise. So all of it, I, I haven't met anybody that's kind of walked the same path and ended up the same way I have. And um, it gives me a bit of an edge in certain mm. ways to a lot of people. So yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of life experience there, mate. Um, now, tell me about the spiritual awakening that you had. Yeah, tell me, tell tell me a bit about that. Well, it um, see, it, it's the same as a lot of the positive um, the positive things that I've changed about my life. It all comes from. It all starts off in a um not so positive way. So I, I didn't actually start spiritual spirituality to, um, or like to be spiritual or anything like that. It all started with a girl. Mm -hmm. So I started um, yeah, hanging out with a girl that was super spiritual and yeah, she, she started sharing little bits and pieces and, and then, yeah, I, um, I started, started really enjoying it and it, yeah, it started my journey. And back then I, um, I would call it the, um, I would call it the divine or like I just call it the source or I'd never use the God word. So it was always just spiritual. And I sort of put myself in that trendy box mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I, I had um, 
what actually what actually brought it into full mode was um I had a few experiences with um, psilocybin mushrooms or magic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So that's and I had some pretty um, pretty amazing um, yeah pretty amazing times. Um, I I got to see all the I I, I didn't take them to um, I didn't take them to like have fun or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was actually quite scary a lot of the times. Um, I literally take them by myself, and it was a tool that I used to see see the parts of me that I needed to get healed, needed to heal. It made me see the places that I was too scared to look. And after a few times of using mushrooms, um, I, the so-called PSD that I labeled myself with, it was completely gone. I, um, I wasn't scared anymore. I, um, I, I knew that there was more to life than what I was living. And yeah, it, it completely started me. It made me realize that I'm here to help people. And yeah, that was the tool that first got me started. Um, I, I, I don't don't use any of that stuff now or I stay I stay quite quite away from all that sort of stuff. But um yeah, it was if I'm being honest, that's literally what started me on the journey. Mate, uh, and yeah, I I would I would like to experience it. Um I can yeah, I'm 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 brave enough to say that I'd like to experience it. Um just to, just once or twice just to see what it's like because they had like like you say, like um you know, a lot of people aren't always project you know they don't like to look internally look at themselves to um they're they're, they're too scared uh as to find find out what well, they're too scared to um of what they may find within themselves that they need do need to work on so um yeah that's it's, definitely it's, not, it's something that i i don't advise everyone just to go out there and just take them it's um it's something you have to really think about and um mm -hmm. Yeah, there's um there's a lot of a lot of drawbacks as well. You got to look into as well. You got to do your research. Yeah, okay. So, okay. Um, it cool. can be one of the scariest things of your life if you're not ready for it. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. I know. Uh, I so what I mean, what do you do now for um for mindfulness and um, and stuff like that? Well, I realized that the after the mushrooms, it's very short lived. So mm. it's kind of like being hit on the head with the spiritual stick. So uh, a day or a couple of days, it's really in your mind what what you need to do, what what what's um, what journey you like, what what road you've got to take, and then it slowly disappears. And I realised that it's it's just a temporary fix. You can um, get to the same place with meditation, and um, to be honest, a lot just gratitude, like all the tools that, that we use at um, TRA, like I that's that's what I use now, and I meditate, and I, I've got different. Um, like I, I go out in, in nature and um, yeah, I, I pray. So I, I get out, out of all those things. I, um, sorry, yeah. I, um, I get this, I get more out of than the little experiences that I had a few years ago. So. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. That's, that, that's, that's awesome, mate. And um, are you, are you helping your mate that's, um, that's in, in jail? Are you teaching him these tools? Um, I, I haven't really, um, focused on teaching him any tools. We only get a, a 10 minute sort of, um, sure. talk yep. and, um, he calls me just to see how I'm doing and, um, just, just to hear his face light up, just to hear his voice and, um, his laugh and just tell him how good that I'm doing. Cause we, we got up to some pretty hectic stuff and, yeah. um, just for him to see that, like I got out and, um, yeah, it, it gives him hope too when he gets outside. So. Um, a lot of his friends, as you work out, if you get, if you go to jail, a lot of the people that say they're going to keep in contact or call or whatever, they, 
they might for a year or a week or like a month, but um, yeah, they they all seem to drop off. Yeah, okay. It must. It, yeah, it's got to. It's got to be tough. I mean, got to be tough to to experience that. I mean, to be uh, I guess numb to the point where you don't really actually know. Well, you do know what you're doing, but you know, not not thinking about the consequences and stuff like that. And um, you know, it's it definitely uh, yeah, definitely. Where I just can't fathom. fathom. Yeah. Apart from apart from the um, the hurt that it's caused caused his family and um, the people close to him, it um he's he's no victim. So he um it's it's got so many positives for him in there. He's he's clean again. Um, he's got structure. He's um he's he's doing all the good things that he needs to do to become a better man and be the man that he he, he really is deep down. So yeah. there's obviously a lot of negatives, but um he's going to get out one day and yeah he's, he's going to do great things. Yeah, cool, cool. That's uh, that's really good to hear, mate. And um, what? Um, so, what do you, what do you do with yourself now, mate? Um, I'm I'm back working full time. Yeah. Um, I work. I just I just uh, make security doors at the moment. Yes. Um, I I was a welder, a welder yep. fabricator, but um, as COVID came in, I ended up losing my job doing the welding. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm trying to step into coaching full time now. So I um, I know that that's my um, that that's that's the place I've got to be, and I'm just trying to work towards doing that full time. So. Was COVID uh, was was it a positive positive thing that happened for you? COVID was one of the most positive things that just has happened to me in my life. So it's, it sounds strange to a lot of people. The same with the cyborg. It gave me a chance to um, to be alone mm-hmm. and um, spend a lot of time with myself. I I was. Um, I constantly had to be around people, constantly had to have like music playing, blocking out my thoughts. And um, yeah, COVID gave me time to relax, recharge. And um, yeah, I, I got to um, I got to realize what I needed to do in my life and uh, what I needed to change. So I I can't see any negatives for, for, for COVID for me. I was very lucky. That's awesome, mate. That's awesome. And, and myself, my experience too, also I, I uh, I lost my job. Um, was well, I was about this time last year that uh, that I lost my job, and um, you know due to due to COVID, and yeah, I was I got oh, I was about six months yeah about six months I got to spend and be a stay at home dad, and I I'd, I'd never ever, ever experienced that before. You know, it was always um, my wife's job to to um, you know to be the mother, well, obviously the mother, but. Um, get school already, pack lunches and all that sort of stuff because I was already gone for work. And, uh, you know, not, you know, being a plumber by trade, I've got some great skills, but, you know, not uh, choosing not to go back to the trade anytime soon. I mean, it still does give me extra income every now and again when I when I choose and what, what I choose to take on, which, um, and, you know, I work part-time at a resort and it's uh, it's so... Uh, rewarding and so fulfilling, you know, living life on on your terms. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you you know, you weren't put here to work a, a forty hour week minimum job just to just to come home, sleep, go to work, sleep. It's um, it's no way to live your life. Tell me about uh, your art. Your art. You got a bit of a uh, creative side to you too, Jack. Tell me a bit, a bit about that. Yeah, that's um, that's quite a new thing as well. I'd um. I'd never been good with any of that stuff like my whole life, like my whole childhood or I couldn't draw or I could I wasn't into any of that sort of stuff. I honestly didn't have any hobbies or um, you know, anything like that. It, it literally, it started with the awakening I had 
um i when i was um yeah when that that girl that i was talking about she she um got like she she was into all art and that sort of stuff and yeah she she slowly showed me and um i had a niece that um that i used to draw with and um because i was um pretty self-conscious about all my um my artwork at the start like because i'd never done it before mm-hmm. but um when you drive the kids and stuff like that it's um yeah they're, they're pretty um they're pretty good judges so um they're pretty easy to work with so i, I just started drawing with her and um, started doing um like pastel work and then i i just i found out that i, I really like taking pictures yes so um i started um yeah just taking a lot of pictures and then just doing a lot of um photo editing and I've only been doing it for just over a year now. And um, yeah, I'd never done anything like that in my life. And it, yeah, it gave me, gave me purpose. It gave me like a hobby. I'd never had that before. Like before I just take drugs or like use alcohol to escape. And yeah, now like my free time, I, I, I just love it. So that's cool, man. That's cool. What, uh, so what, what are your plans? Uh, yeah. Your plans to, um, uh, just continue doing it as a hobby. Are you looking to make income out of it and stuff like that? That's the thing. Like since since I've um, realized that like I've literally got so many choices now that I, like I've got like I've got endless choices. It's we can do everything. Sorry, we can do anything, just not any everything. So I, I literally just got ten things that I want to do, and I've just got them all based around me. And um, I'm just slowly working on each of them. Um, I I know in the future I'm definitely gonna like definitely gonna start selling a lot of my stuff. But at the moment, um, it's just not at the top of my values. So I'm just trying to focus more on just the coaching side of things at the moment. But it's definitely, it's definitely one thing. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be labelled just as one thing either. I want to, um, I want to have multiple things going on. So that's uh, and that's the entrepreneurial mindset that we uh, that is available. And yeah. you know, like when we're hanging hanging on to. Uh, emotions that just don't serve us and energy that just doesn't serve us it, it's amazing how how much free space it opens up for the creative mind until you move and make that space you'll never you'll never um you'll never attract anything great into your life if you're hanging on to all that heavy bullshit it, you'll just attract heavy bullshit you've literally as soon as as soon as i released or like every time i release something that's holding me back something beautiful comes into my life mm. and like it's just time after time and it's yeah it's great so. I, find, yeah, I find that too with uh you know like i don't make a lot of money and and i'm okay with that but it just continually appears it just mm-hmm. you know continues to appears appear so uh, and you know we're, we're we um we're doing yeah we're doing okay so um you know by all the things I- we've got going on I found the the more you surrender to it and sort of let go of the worries and the stress, the more it flows into your life. And um, yeah, we we're all very blessed that like we just a lot of us just don't realize it. So and that, that that's something that's really helped me along the line is just gratitude and um, just realizing that like how actual blessed I actually am, and to expect more and just want more. And um, yeah, it's um. It's not the way to go in my book. So the more, the, the quicker that I, I learned that um that I, I I I'm going to be looked after, and I just need to focus on um focus on this coaching path and what, what my values are. That everything else will be provided for me, and um yeah, it, and it is so. 
Yeah, that's cool. And we get we get it portrayed onto us so much by you know our 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 elders and parents that you've got to got to have a good stable job to and you know you got to have the car, got to have the house and all that sort of stuff to to succeed in life. But that is far from the truth. You know, I, I you know look, I am grateful because it it you know I live in I live on the Sunshine Coast, which is one of the you know it's a it's a pretty cool spot to live, and yeah, um, yeah and uh, yeah. So there's so many so many other, so many other other ways to make to create income rather than you know surrendering to the majority majority of what society have got going on. That's it. Yeah. Um, I um, I totally agree with you. Like um, it's it's um, it's not until you actually get those things and you that you you realize that they, they really mean nothing and that you and and the further you go down that road, the harder it is to come back because you realize that you've been working just for just for just, just to play the game. Once once I worked out that it's just a game and not to be so serious about it all, it just um. Yeah, like it's my life, my rules. I, nobody's going to tell me how to live it, and um, it's taken me a long time to like have the guts and um, yeah, to actually want to, to do that. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's really good. That's a really good statement there, mate. Because um, you know, yeah, living living life on your terms, not not anybody else's. It's uh, that's great. That's great. I got three final questions for you, mate. What was the last book you read? Uh, the last book it'd be conversations with god okay conversations with god uh, and that was actually the last hard copy book mm-hmm. I, i've read um I've, I've got a whole list of um whole list of books that i should should be reading at the moment but it's obviously it's not one of my values at the moment so mm-hmm. um highest values i mean um yeah I, to be honest with you i've only read half a dozen books in my whole life i, I listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and um, i'm starting to read a lot more um but yeah, the last book is probably Conversations with God. Mate, um, I, I can't look. I'm not saying that I can't read, but I don't take it in when I read read hard copy. I just I've got to listen to it. And yeah. nine times out of ten, I can I'm listening to listening when I'm working, and um, it's uh, it, it goes in quite well. Do you have a role model? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So um, she's sort of the matriarch of my my family. Mm-hmm. And she's, um, yeah, her and um, my late grandfather created a, um, a business that, um, yeah, it's helped my whole family. Um, she's strong, like amazing, strong woman, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without her. So she, she was one of the people that, um, that, there's been plenty of people that haven't given up on me, but um, yeah, she, she was one of them that really um, helped me, um, helped me get to where I am today. So I'm, I'm really grateful for her. Cool, cool, and. If you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? That I had a family the whole time and I didn't need to search externally for it. So where I was getting up to trouble and hanging around all these bad crims, it was because I was trying to create a new family because I thought that I didn't have one of my own. And I I was the one that created that gap and created the um, all the pain in my family and the so-called, um, yeah, the... Like I, I honestly thought that I didn't have family and that screw everyone, I'll go make my own family. And really I had family all along. They were just um 
it was just hard for them to watch me do it all. So mm. yeah, that's that's deep, man. That's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. Well, thanks very much for joining me tonight and um, you know taking the time out to uh, have a bit of a uh, yarn and be real. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. No worries, Reese. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Where um, I guess if one of people want to reach out for your coaching, um, you know, if they if they've been uh, you know going through uh, drugs or can relate to anything that you've said uh, on here tonight, what where can people find you? Um, I've got a Facebook group called Next uh, Next Level Abundance, mm-hmm. and um, you can also just find me on Facebook as Jacob Eddyvane, and just shoot me a message, and um, yeah, I'm happy to um, talk to you about it all. Okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll make sure those links are in the in your bio, mate. Anyway, awesome. once again, thanks, brother, and um, we'll, uh, I'll speak to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Reese. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Be Real with Reese. If you would like to appear as a guest on this podcast, please reach out and send me a message on Be Real with Reese at gmail.com. Or if you're listening and you're enjoying the show, Don't forget to go and leave a review wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure it's five star because I enjoy this stuff. It's what I enjoy doing. It's a passion of mine just to have vulnerable conversations with real people. Anyway, hope you enjoyed today's episode and be real.